Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Welcome, everyone, to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here that I am very excited to have on the show today. We're going to be doing a really incredible deep dive into the world of podcasting. So if you are all interested in adding a podcast to your business or if you have one and are ready to really optimize that podcast and how it can make an impact, then this is going to be the episode for you. Rob Cressy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We are about to blow some minds. <laughs> that That's the goal. That's the goal. So I like to start off in the same place with all my guests. And that is by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So before we dive into podcasting, so those people go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? So I am a coach, a creator, and an entrepreneur that helps people become the best version of themselves in design growth into their life. And I like to think of it two ways. We've got internal and external. The internal, the mindset, the heart set, the habits, routines, the mindsets, the ways of being to help us show up as the best version of ourselves every single day. Because as you're creating more and more in your life and you're moving uh, towards more things that you want, we're starting to fight for inches for ways to find growth. And I love helping leaders design that. And secondarily, the other part is the external side of things, the action. All right, Rob, I want more growth in my life. How in the world can I create that podcasting video and really helping thought leaders amplify their voice and shine so they can create more impact in the world? That's incredible. And that is a good way to divide it because everyone always talks about the importance of mindset and habits and attitude and all that kind of stuff. But without taking any action, none of it really makes a difference in terms of business. So that's cool that you kind of have, you touch on all of that. Well, it's a necessity as an entrepreneur. And certainly, Evan, you experience this as well, that uh, it's holistic and applies to all areas of your life. So it's like, how in the world do you even become a coach in the first place? Well, one, I didn't go to school for this. I don't have an accreditation. And the answer is, go ahead and be an entrepreneur for 12 years. And by design, you are forced to level up in all areas of your life because you're constantly doing things you've never done before and you're selling it and you're flying the airplane at the same time. So it's this constant iteration of if your dreams are monster, then you're going to constantly say, well, how can I get better? How can I get better? How can I get better? Where can I learn? Where can I learn? And then you look and you're like, wow, it's been a decade. I've sure learned a ton of things. And then people are like, hey, would you ever coach me on how you did all of those things to create your best life ever? Welcome to how I got here. That's amazing. And I've, I've seen it many times before. That's the natural progression of being an entrepreneur is you have the business, 
you put in the work, you put in the time, you make the growth, you make the changes, and then people start to notice. They start asking like, hey, how did you do this? And then the coaching kind of, it, it starts to happen when people start to take notice. Yeah, and I think that the better question actually be why? Like how is actually the easy part? The internet is littered with how, right? You can oh, yeah. learn how to do anything. Like yesterday, I just learned how to put together my nine-month-old son's high chair. I watched some random-ass person just putting a high chair together. I'm like, all right, thanks for that person there. But it is the why, and why is that in, so important? Because the why is what drives the action. Yeah. The, the how we can find anywhere, but there's only one why, and the why is what brings your commitment, and the why is what separates the those who do from those who don't. Exactly. And I've always been, I've always been the kind of person so that if I, if I don't want to do something or if I don't like doing it, then I'm just not going to do it. So I can't, I can't look up how to do something and then just do it. I have to have a why behind it. Otherwise it will not happen. You know what I mean? And I th think a lot of people are that way as well. Yeah. And it's actually been an evolution of me as a creator and as a coach and uh, being a coach, uh, I'm on the receiving end of a ton of coaching myself because who would I be to help people level up if I'm not constantly leveling up myself? Oh, yeah. And I've got a creating coach. And one of the things that we believe in is you never have to do anything that you don't love. Why? Because you can create all the results that you want in your life from a place of love. And why does this resonate so much with me? Because for more than a decade of my life post-college, I was doing the opposite of what I loved. Yeah, I was making really good money, but I didn't wake up every day looking forward to slinging banner ads and text links. I did not enjoy that. On the flip side, you have the opportunity to do what you love. That's a choice. And then from that choice becomes the action. And there are a variety of paths to get results. And of course, the internet's going to tell you there's a million things that you can do from launching a podcast to going on YouTube to uh, building a funnel to learning HubSpot to insert whatever you want. All of those are options. And it's actually how I start every single one of my one-on-one -on -one coaching conversations. It goes, what would you love to create today? Hmm. And when you come from the place of love, now all of a sudden, boom, here comes the commitment. Here comes the support. And then you're going to flourish. Exactly. That is, yeah, that's incredible because that's, that why is is what is necessary to make that action happen. It's unique for every person, and it is just it is incredibly powerful once you figure that out. But you mentioned podcasting, and so I want to dive a little bit into that. So, when did the podcast come about for you? And uh, so I assume it came about after the business, then. Yeah. So. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for the last, I think, 12 years. Don't quote me on that number. I think it's 12 years. And my dream was to work in sports and get paid to talk about sports and being a creator. And I left my old life to do this. So I went from multiple six figures to $0. And someone said a quote to me that changed my life forever. They said, Rob, if you ever hope to get paid to do what you love, you better be doing it already. All right. I want to get paid to talk about sports for a living. How do you do that? Well, you should probably be talking about sports, right? All right. Well, how do you talk about sports? And this is probably eight or nine or 10 years ago. And the answer is you host a podcast. And this is before podcasting was a thing and before podcasting was cool. 
So for a large majority of my last decade, I've been pushing a rock uphill being like, I love podcasting. Podcasting is a thing. It can help you do anything. And everybody's like, I don't believe you. I don't have time to do that. All right, that's you. I'm going to go do my thing. And for me, back to the why, I always saw my dreams on the other side of hosting a podcast. So I didn't know how to do any of this. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get paid to talk about sports. Let's talk about sports on, on microphone. Well, I should probably teach myself how to be a host and speak on camera as well. Because if we're using a microphone, we might as well use a camera. And if we're using a camera and a microphone, I might as well teach myself social media and brand building and how to build a community and how to throw events and apparel because it's just the most logical thing that if you do one, you do the other. So then after that, I learned the skill the hard way, of course, because I didn't have anybody to teach me. And I did it. And then I never stopped because my dream is always on the other side of it. And so many people never get past the idea of, oh, yeah, I've thought about launching a podcast before. But for me, this was a non-negotiable. Being like, I want to do the thing that I love. So I'm not only going to do this, I'm going to use it as a platform to build relationships, amplify my voice. And then once I started seeing the results and or loving doing this, why would I ever stop? Like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like there's been no point since I started where I was ever like, should I stop podcasting? I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> should I be doing this more and more and more? That's incredible. I love that. I really want to highlight that you said you want to talk about sports for a living. So what did you do? You started to talk about sports. And I think that's really powerful because I saw that a lot growing up and in, cause I, I still, I'm, I'm 24. So I'm still on the younger side. And I still, you know, know a lot of people who I went to high school with and, and, and knew when I was college, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm the only entrepreneur in that group of people. And a lot of them have thrown around big dreams of different things they want to do. Maybe, you know, maybe it's being an author or doing this or that or whatever. But like, they're not actually doing that thing that they want to do. And I was thinking to myself, like, well, if you want to do this, well, why are you like doing it? Right, because if you're not doing it, then how could you hope to like be paid for it and and to to grow in that field? And so the fact that you recognize that and started doing it is really amazing. I also wanted to jump back a few steps really quick and highlight one other thing, and that was the fact that you left a high-paying job to follow, you know, what you're passionate about, and that's something I wanted to highlight as well because. I'm a really, really big believer in the fact that, I mean, you can't take money with you when you die, right? Life is very, very finite. It is very short. And so there's no reason to spend a lot of time in a career or doing something you don't like doing just for money. Well, there are no reasons and there are a million reasons because it's very easily to say, why not? And for me, it was actually super simple because I was actually writing sports blogs and sports articles for free for a decade before I got paid a single cent to talk about sports for a living. So for me, even when I graduated college and I was broke for a year and a half living off my credit card, my dream was to work in sports. So this is like early sports center days. I was like, man, that just looks amazing. So uh, in my free time, I would just write articles about sports. This is like blog 1.0. 
And they're like, if you could do anything, what would you do? I'm like, I would write about sports. So it didn't matter if anybody was paying me. So it's very, I always give the analogy of a painter that a painter doesn't only paint to get paid. Yeah, of course they would love to get paid for their paintings, but you can't be someone who only does the thing to get paid or else you're never going to do it. You actually have to love the act of doing it, which for me, foundationally, is why I love podcasting and content creation and coaching for that matter, because I love doing this, whether anybody pays me or not, that Evan right now, like this is my dream that I set out to create for a living. And somehow, Evan, you and I, we made our way to each other and through all of this. So I started making a lot of good money. Like I said, uh, I woke up one day, well, not one day, I woke up and there's not enough money that it can pay you to do something that you don't love. So I said to myself, I would regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't give it a shot at making my dreams happen. And in my last job, even though I was very successful, I was probably spending half of my time writing sports blogs while working for another company. And I think this is something that's very relatable to anybody who's ever had the dream that they're thinking about, but they're not there. And you're like, man, I would do anything to be doing the thing I dream of instead of doing what I am right now. And then there's some of us who will say, well, I'm just going to do that right now with this time. Some people will do it after work, but whether it's work from home or in an office or whatever, and granted, times were a little bit different. 14 years ago than they are now. But that was the thing. I was like, my mind literally would not stop thinking about this thing to where I was like, listen, it's a bigger risk for me to not take the risk. Like, I'm not about to live that life because I looked at the landscape of sports media and sports blogs at the time. And I said to myself, I am as good or better than everything that I see out there. And why is that? Because the majority of the content that I saw was aggregated. It was copy, paste, insert, whatever is on the major media publications, slap it on. We're calling that a sports blog. And I was like, this is unoriginal. There is nothing to this and no one can do it. I mean, anyone could do it. So I was like, I'm going to roll in and complete and create completely original content nonstop because I can do that. and Nobody else can. So Boom, cut the cord, burn the boats, and never looked back. That is that is incredible. I mean, that was incredible that you that you were able to create that for your, for yourself doing all of this and creating that content and putting yourself out there and finding the success. I love that. I want to jump back into podcasting and I want to really highlight. So you started a podcast before it was cool. And you've been running it for quite a long time now. You've been in the world of podcasting for quite a long time now. How has, more specifically, how has podcasting really made an impact with your business? Like, I know you talked about it a little bit. You kind of went over the progression there from podcasting to just overall content creation brain building. But today, how is, how is podcasting impacting your business? I've built my entire business on podcasting. So 12 years ago, I'm at zero. So no revenue, no website, no relationships. Yeah, I wanted to get paid to talk about sports for a living, 
But that didn't mean, one, I had no experience working for any publication. No one knew who I was. I was just willing to create and do. And because of this, I sat there and I was like, all right, I'm at zero. And what am I going to do to not be at zero? So starting a podcast, I was like, I want to build relationships with people in the sports industry. So what did I do? I created a podcast and just started interviewing people. And I even created an interview series called How to Make It in Sports Media, where I would go on LinkedIn and I would find people at cool-ass jobs, whether it's Bleacher Report or ESPN or some fantasy sports website. And I'd be like, hey, can we talk about how awesome you are and share your journey of how you got to where you are? Sure, would love to, Rob. Little did everybody know I was doing that so that I can learn these things from these people. And this is the Trojan horse of all of podcasting. And I still do this to this day because I'm legitimately curious and interested and excited of learning from everybody that I talk to. So it just so happens that I'm recording this conversation and I can give it to everybody else. And what everybody fails to realize, if I get zero downloads of a podcast, I'm good. Because my metric of success was meeting the person and learning from them. Because now they're part of my network. Now I share the content. I tag them. They share the content. They send it to their audience. All of a sudden, you rinse and repeat that over a thousand times. Huh. You think that that would work for you. So all of a sudden, now Rob's a thought leader in this industry because he's connected to a ton of people. Holy smokes, Rob. I see you everywhere. Rob, everybody knows you. And I've rinsed and repeated this model for a decade. Everybody knows me. Everybody sees my content. Why? Because I just keep showing up and keep connecting. And then here's the real Trojan horse, which it really blows my mind when someone doesn't have a podcast, because Evan, both you and I probably talk about this at nauseum of what this opportunity gives us. But I realized in trying to build my business early on, you know what wasn't going to work? And I have a background in sales, just cold emailing a CEO or a CMO or someone you want to work with and being like, hey, I'm Rob. I would love to have a conversation about how we can work together. No one's ever going to respond back to that because everybody gets that message in their inbox. But guess what? Very few people and certainly executives get in their inbox. Hey, Evan, I'm Rob. Would love to have you on my podcast to talk about how awesome you are. You interested? Oh, so you're going to run into three types of people. Number one, the people who already do podcasts who are like, sure, would love to do that. Number two, the people who are high-level executives who are never asked to be on podcasts and are like, whoa, you want to talk to me? Sure, would love to. And then number three, the people who don't respond. And you're no worse off if they say no or don't respond. So why would I ever not do this? That is incredible. And thank you so much for sharing that because I say that all the time. I mean, that's what podcasting is, is you're essentially just for free getting an hour of someone's time. And you get to listen. Yeah. To, I mean, like people are, oh, you know, you send a message to someone like you're saying, hey, uh, I love what you're doing. I'd love to jump on a call with you for an hour and talk. They'll be like, no, who the hell are you? Why would I do that? But if you say, hey, I'd love to you know, have you as a guest on my podcast and learn more about you and all the wonderful work you're doing. They're going to say yes, because people like talking about themselves and you get the exact same thing. It's yes. Just, plus and you get to record it and release it as content. 
And it's just incredible. And here's the other thing. So the, the big key to all of this is you are giving before you are taking. So you are seen as a person in a position of value. So when we go back to the hitting somebody up with a cold email, there's no value exchange. I want your time. But with us having a platform for a podcast, we're essentially saying we've done the work. We are a thought leader. We want to bring you on. And as I like to say, um, show your name and lights. As everybody loves talking about themselves. So now they're not sitting there being like, oh my God, I've got to talk to Rob and Evan. They're like, whoa, they're going to talk to me. And people will be like, but does it matter how many downloads I have? No, nobody ever asks me how many downloads I have on my show. It's just not a thing. And if it is, that person probably shouldn't even be on there with you anyways, because there's a natural give and take that's part of this, because you're going to show up in a certain way and you're going to bring a level of professionalism in everything that you do. So the second that person comes on, you're like, hey, Evan, great to meet you. I love blah, 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 blah. And that person's like, whoa, this guy's pretty on point. Exactly. I mean, that is that is incredible that you're sharing this because that's one of the beauties of podcasting is, I mean, people people like talking about themselves. And like you're saying, it's giving value right up front. I mean, I see, I get those like stupid, cold outreach Facebook messages all the time, right? Where they're like, hey, Evan, I uh, saw you're doing this. That's so cool. Uh, you want to buy my stupid thing? It's like, no, I don't. Like, you know, screw, you know, screw you. No, I'm not doing that. Like in business, you have to, like, there comes a point where you have to be knocking on doors, right? You have to be finding people. You have to be finding people to work with. I mean, that's how you make money as a business. You make impact just by working with people. But the dilemma is like, well, how do I do that without feeling like just a sleazy salesperson, right? Or I just jump in someone's DMs completely cold and try to pitch them something. Don't do that. Invite them on a podcast because. Best case scenario, you create a client for yourself. Worst case scenario, you have a great interview with someone that you get to release as content um, and, you know, go to your audience and create that relationship. That's That worst case is still pretty best case. <laughs> 100%. And so often at the end, they'll be like, and by the way, Evan, what is it that you do again? And you're like, I'm glad that you asked, Rob. Boom. And here comes just yeah. the the Trojan horse slide in the back door. Exactly. And that happens to me a lot. And I don't feel bad sharing what it is that I do because I've already given value up front. I'm given a lot of value up front. I mean, you know, hosting a podcast, inviting someone on the podcast, giving them space to share, you know, themselves, their business and, and you know, promoting them. That's a lot of really incredible value, especially to a business owner and an entrepreneur. And so that really sets the stage for the kind of relationship where, you know, they'll ask you what you do and you can say what you do. And then it's received very positively. Here's a little gold nugget for everybody. So with all of this, there's two things that I love to do in my messaging. Number one, I guess this is number one and number two, I send video messages or audio messages. Why? I'm going to humanize this experience so much. So not only am I being like, yo, you want to come on my podcast and maybe I'll do that in the text version. 
but I'm going to humanize this and be like, Hey, what's up, Evan? It's Rob Cressy. Love what you're doing. Listen, would love to have you on my podcast. You just crushed. We've had awesome people like you on. What do you think? Boom. Now you're standing out because people don't send video or audio to begin with. And how do I know I'm on the receiving end of a million messages. So I just look and nobody sends it. So with us being creators and podcasters, we can use our ability to put ourselves out there to actually help us succeed in getting better guests. I send a lot of voice messages as well as my first initial message to someone. And I get so many people complimenting that and remarking like, oh, this is so exciting. Like I've never, no one's ever done this before. I've even had a lot of people like pretty high level entrepreneurs They'll respond to my voice message with a voice message. They'll be like, hey, uh, this is actually the first time I've ever sent a voice message before. And it's like, it's it, it really, it sets just an incredible groundwork for, for a relationship. Whether it turns into like a client relationship or not, it's still always something really, really positive. I think you'll find out the highest level people in the world will send uh, audio messages. Why? It's to the point. Like time is of value to us. So it'd be, oh, thanks, Evan. Cool. I'll send you my calendar invites. Boom. We'll book it from there or get with my assistant. So it's like, boom, you're cutting right to it because there's a certain element to it. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's just overall voice messages are an incredible resource for making these outreaches and, and having people on the podcast because it just it really gets things started on the right foot better than pretty much anything else, honestly. <laughs> So, Rob, as we begin to wind down the podcast, there was one last question that I wanted to ask you. When you first started podcasting, what what was your biggest fear about podcasting? And did that fear end up coming true? I don't think I ever had a fear because there's actually a great quote I learned later on from Steve Harvey that says, the dream has to be bigger than the fear. And then there's actually a second quote that I use often, and this is from Jamie Foxx. He says, you know what's on the other side of fear? Nothing. So for me, I never had the fear because my dreams were on the other side of it. So a lot of people who felt impo feel imposter syndrome on like, who am I to, uh, like, for example, I was the MC of a marketing conference in New York and it was time for Q&A and this woman stands up and raises her hand and is like, Hey, why would anybody listen to my podcast and care about what I have to say? And the answer is, and I say this to everybody I work with, if you have something inside of you that can help even one person, it is your duty to share it with the world. So for me, I've never seen from a lens of fear when it comes to me as a creator. Uh, the, and to try and answer your question in a different way of where I may have felt fear or self-judgment is actually probably going to be when you do something that you love and you're all in on it and the results don't happen as quickly as you would like, and oftentimes in entrepreneurship, that's a revenue goal, that boom, you're using podcasting as a vehicle because you want to grow your business and you want to meet new people and you're doing all these things and you're like, you're showing up and you're consistent and you're doing it all the time and you're all in on it and you're really good at what you do and people compliment you. You're like, man, why is this not happening faster? Why is this not happening faster? Uh, that's probably the biggest challenge is exercising the patience that, and you learn, and there's a great book that I highly recommend called The Obstacle is the Way. I'm actually reading it for a second time right now. Uh, it's probably my most recommended book. 
It's about turning adversity into power in the lens for seeing that because we can't control the results, but we can control the action that we take. Easier said than done, of course, when you're doing things over and over and over again, but you can't let um, what you think should happen stop you from doing another podcast. So for me, that was the biggest challenge I faced in the journey over the last decade because I've been all in. And when you're all in, you're like, boom, I want that thing to happen today. And the world's like, oh, really? Well, we're just going to run this out to at least another decade to see if you're still willing to be all in. Yeah, right. That's the uh, the the decade-long overnight success, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. And it's definitely, especially entrepreneurs in the early stages, it's difficult to stick with it, especially when all you see are all these marketers and social media personalities and influencers talking about how, oh, you can make a billion dollars in 90 days, just buy my program and, and, and all your dreams will come true in like five minutes. And it's like, well, yeah, it's not impossible to create success and fulfill dreams within 90 days. But like at the same time, there's usually a lot of buildup before you even start those 90 days. Like it's, it takes time, you know, like it takes time to create massive long lasting success. So can I talk about that for a second as a coach, as a creator, as someone that has both one-on-one coaching and cohort-based group coaching? Because I hear something like that all of the time and I get it. I'm not someone who has ever been burned by a program because one, I'm a great judge of character and talent. And two, I'm all in on everything that I do. So when I'm learning something new, I'm not the guy who's like, oh, this wasn't good for me because I'm getting my value out of something no matter what. That being said, why does someone like me build a business around coaching in programs and courses that lead to transformation? Well, number one, I want to impact 10 million people in my life, probably more. Number two, I've experienced all of this myself. So it's an opportunity for me to fast track others have been similar to both of us in terms of launching a podcast. Hey, we've done this. We can help you fast track this thing there. But for me, it's really about setting a solid foundation. And there's a great quote from Ed Milet that says, the bigger the dreams, the deeper the foundation. So when I look at both podcasting or the work that I do on the personal growth and development side of things, I've got eight-week programs and larger programs. It's about building that foundation for it in doing this inner work on yourself, and it's not service level. And I know there's a difference between the two, but I never like getting lumped up in the course creator, billion dollar, 12-week transformation, even though what I do legitimately changes people's lives, because I've seen it on a daily basis with the people that I work with, and I've seen it on my life in what I do. So it's a very subtle difference. You're like, well, what's the difference between Rob and these other people who are out there just to get the money? And I would say, go to the content. See the way that that person's living. I think it's impossible for someone to listen or watch this much of this podcast and not believe anything that I'm saying. That you can hear it in my voice. You can feel this. You know that I live this. This is literally what I do. I wouldn't be... Uh, on this with you for this amount of time, Evan, if this just didn't ooze from my being. And I want to give that to other people. 
So that's just my quick little soapbox on I'm all in on coaching programs and coaches in leadership and transformation, but it's the right ones. And you need to be willing to do the work and go all in. Exactly. You, you're end of soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're, you're one of, you're one of the legit good ones, right? You're one of the ones where someone actually takes the time to check you out and check out your content and your message and the work you do in the content of these programs, you realize that like, well, maybe, maybe I can do this in this amount of time. Maybe this is possible, especially because the people who I'm sure would come and work with you and work with your, you know, in your programs and things like they're at the point in their lives where they're ready for this. Like the overnight success has already begun months or maybe even years before then. Right. And now they found you. And so it's not just from absolutely nothing to wild success in five minutes. It's from where they are when they find you to where they want to go when they're done working with you and the amount of time that you give them. And that's the success that happens. 100%. And that comes from the commitment level. And one of the things that I speak out loud every single day is a declaration is that I am a champion for everyone. And it's two-sided. First, I see myself as a champion, almost like a Roman gladiator standing in the arena and everyone's like, ah, there's our champion. Yeah. So, because that's how I feel about myself. And then secondarily, as I walk down the street or even envision the people listening to this right now, I'm legitimately a champion for every single person and what they want to do in their dreams. And if there's anything that I can do to be a champion for you and your ideas. So that's why when I say in my coaching, what would you love to create today? Boom, put on my champion hat. And I'm like, I'm a champion for you. Let's go make this thing happen. That's incredible. Rob, Thank you so much for getting on the podcast and sharing everything about you, you know, you and what you do and your success in podcasting and business and in coaching. And I just have to really highlight how passionate you are about your work. I can like, I can hear it in your voice. I can feel it when you talk about what you do. And uh, it's no wonder that you're successful because that's the kind of passion that makes people want to take out their checkbooks and, 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 and absorb some of that passion into themselves and create that success with what you do. So so I want to say again, thank you for coming on this podcast. You're welcome. And I'll leave you with this. Why in the world am I like this? Because I know what it is like to not have this. And I know what it is like to also have this. And as someone who is currently experiencing this, one on podcasting, two on personal growth and mindset and living my best life, Trust me when I say it is so much better living with all of these things (laughs) than the decade of my life in which I did not live this. And here's the thing. Success to me is holistic and applies to all areas of your life, not just one. For a decade of my life, the thing that mattered most to me was fun and money. All I cared about was going out and partying and having fun and making a crap ton of money. However, I did not live a holistic life. Yeah, those things are nice. But what about all the other things in your life, filling up all of those buckets? So for me, that's that's what's important. That's my metric of success is living a holistic life. And to me, living your best life, 
It's a lifestyle, a mindset, and a way of being. This is not a flash in the pan. This is something that you do every single day. Oh, yeah. And for people who are interested in you and all this work you're doing and they want to learn more, where can they find you? Uh, the best place is go to robcressy.com. Uh, if you're into this personal growth and mindset, then I've got a program that I think you would love called Design Your Best Self. You can go to robcressy.com backslash best. And you're going to see a theme with me. I'm all about best. I've got a podcast called Best Year Ever. Huh, crazy concept. We're going to talk about growth and inspiration to help you create your best year ever. And you can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. And Evan, I'm about to say the craziest thing ever. Can you believe if somebody hits me up on social media that I'll respond back to them? I know. Crazy concept this day and age. Someone <laughs> says, hit me up. But if you do, and why am I saying this? And Evan, you know this because of podcasting. There is a silent majority in a vocal minority in this world. And it's very important to know with podcasting, because as you get your show going, you might say, man, why isn't anybody responding to me? That doesn't mean they're not listening and it doesn't mean they don't like it. It just means there's a silent majority and a small amount of people who will say something. If you're one of those small people who wants to say something, hit me up at Rob Cressy on social media because I will respond and I would love to talk to you. That's incredible. And that, that's further proof that you are truly passionate about your work and you truly are a heart-centered entrepreneur because you actually take the time to respond and 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 give of yourself and and, and really help help you know, everyone that you come across that that is incredible. So thank you again, Rob, for coming on the podcast and for sharing your resources and for sharing your insights and for being such an incredible guest. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the path to podcast success show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five star rating and a written review letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.